Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I almost just hit leave meeting. That would have been a great bit. Uh, <laughs> okay. You can just edit the front part. Go ahead. I might leave that in. That's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, okay. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening today. Today is the 3rd of May, year of our Lord 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show. Presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, we kind of have a new segment uh, to start these shows these days. Um, we're not really going to do it today just because we want to be respectful of our, our wonderful guest time. But that segment is called Housekeeping. I do have <laughs> some. Oh, I thought this segment was going to be apologize to James because he did it again. <laughs> so that was going to be part of the housekeeping. Oh, okay. That I was going to mention. Uh today but i don't really want to get into all that i think we're going to save it until next week the only thing that i want to say is uh this is james and i are a perfect podcast co-hosts we are we are always in sync because we both came into this episode thinking man like we don't want to be repetitive like what are we going to do so james went out of his way and got johnny kane who we're going to get to in just a second johnny stay right there we're going to get to you in just a second the james kane got train James got Johnny, and in my head, I had like a whole surprise gimmick, like game show thing that we were going to do for the entire episode. And then James was like an hour and a half ago, like, hey, I got Johnny. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, well, we have to do this. So I'm going to tell you what next week's episode is going to be. Okay, I'm going to give everybody a little bit of a teaser. This is what I thought today was going to be, but instead it's a million times better. And Johnny, again, (laughs) sit tight. (laughs) Your eyes look nice today. Um. What was I talking about? You're not you going to say told, thank you? you. What are you talking? Of course, thank you. Oh, okay. I'm uh, saying you're gonna, this. Is, you're going to reveal. That, you're going to reveal the. Uh, no, no, no. Did you hear I'm what saying I said? that this episode is now better. I'm saying this episode is better. I don't think I don't think you heard next week. What? Said your eyes are nice. Oh, thank you. Thank you, All James. Right. Go ahead. Uh, next week's episode. I okay. over the last two years broke down the 10 most consequential moves of Troy Weaver's tenure. He's already made 10. Uh, no, I'm just saying like that kind of have like shaped from like, like oh. to from where he started to where we are now. Is oh, all okay. I mean. But you're yeah, saying, yeah. but he's already made 10 moves. I didn't even think, Oh, you're including free agency science. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah everything. I'm yeah, like, yeah. since, since when he got hired to today. Yeah. So that's going to be next week. James Edwards, the third, he's done it again. James, who do we got today? We got the man, the myth, the legend, my brother, Johnny Kane, a.k.a. Kane Train, a.k.a. I'm not going to say that one on the pod, but um, <laughs> we're out here. Johnny, thank you so much for doing this, brother. In in between 
in between a Tiger's off, uh, Tiger game day. Yeah, that's all good, man. That's love. Honestly. No, I love you guys. I'll be honest with you. You know, I did my podcast, uh, you know, when the pandemic hit. Everybody thinks, yeah, man, it'd be great to do a podcast. But to keep content fresh, to do it every week, it is a commitment. You guys have a great sound. Obviously, I know both of you guys, but it is, uh, it's an enjoyable listen. And, like, for me to be on the show, it's a cool deal, man. I wouldn't be rather be doing anything else other than unpacking my suitcase. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could delay the inevitable. Um, yeah. Nick, let's start here. Let's put Johnny on the spot. Johnny, nice. did you did you do post game when Blake scored 50 against Philly in the overtime win? Yeah, not on the floor, but in the in the locker in the, room. You didn't do the floor, okay? No, we did. Yeah, we did. I thought you did. I was just trying to remember. Yeah, we got him. Yeah, we got him on the floor. Oh, well, then it's it sounds like you don't remember. So this is going to fuck this up. Miguel, Cabrera, 3,000 post game. Blake, 50. Oh, yeah. Overtime. Better yeah. moment. Well, that's pretty. I think the answer is obvious now. Yeah. And it's not just because it happened most recently, but. The 50, like 50 is a big deal. And obviously the gym was lit and it was was like in the moment. I remember I I was like, what am I going to ask him? And like the first thing that came to my mind is like, how do you do what you do? And that, how does somebody like that answer? Like, (laughs) uh, just pooping, you know, but with Cabrera was such that when you actually like, you got to, when you marinate on how many hits 3000 is, it's a culmination. It's a culmination. You're talking two decades in the making two decades. You're interviewing yeah. one of basically three dozen people to ever do that on this earth. And then yeah. like the, the third tiger, right? Right. K-Line, yeah. Cobb, Cabrera. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's only now what three hits behind Ty and Al K-Line for most you know, career hits. So that to me is like when you actually are looking at greatness, you know, I don't like to throw around the, you know, the term living legend, but yeah. And when I first got here, it's like everybody was like, Miggy, Miggy, Miggy. And he was still, so I got here in 15. So he had just come off maybe like the peak. Mm-hmm. And then like was maybe starting the descent. And, but now when I look at him, I'm like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is a legit, one of the all-time greats. We romanticize all the years of the, of the past. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the players of yesteryear. It's just what we do. Yeah. It's like all those guys were like, oh man, they'll never be touched. And then you look at Miggy's numbers and you're like, nope, he's he's one of like the absolute all-time greatest players yeah. in yeah. the history of the game. That's legit. So to so, talk yeah, to him after moment. the game, yeah, it was cool. I I messed up. I assumed everybody knows Johnny Kane, so I didn't oh, even do. intro. I'm sure they do, <laughs> but in case you're a new listener, Johnny, Bally Sports Detroit, does sideline. For Pistons, yeah. Tigers, but spent a good portion. How many games did you do at the end next to Greg Kelser? Uh, 16. 16. Um, absolutely killed it. I would go back. Most games I would always watch afterwards, just like if I was working on a piece, and I would always text Johnny, you did a great job. Obviously, in the moment, I don't get to hear him, but everybody always was praising him on the timeline. Yeah, can I ask a quick yeah, question about that? How often am I allowed to text you and be like, you're really good at your job? Like, because so many times throughout the year, like, boys, like, there are so many times where, like, after it would be like the second quarter, and I just want to be like, dude, you're so good at this. And I, I always refrained, I always held back. 
No, hey, I'll be honest with you. It really does mean a lot because um, it, we, it's important for all of us to be self-aware. Yeah. And just because this is something I've wanted to do since I was little, you know, like you always hear people say, it's what I've always wanted to do. What I want. Like, this is legitimately what I've always wanted to do. And then when you get an opportunity, the reality is your style is not going to appease everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? And once you start trying to tweak your stuff to try to be like, oh, maybe I'll be a little bit more likable if I do this or if I scale back on this, like you'd be surprised. You guys might not be, but surprised at some of the, you know, the messages that you do get. Yeah. And a lot of them are, I would say, you know, a vast majority are, have been really encouraging and all that. And, and I, I freaking love that. Uh, and then there's some others, you know, so when you guys say that, I know how much basketball you guys watch. Uh, we can make our list of, you know, the greatest, uh, you know, play by play guys in the industry. Like when I was at Madison Square Garden, looking down the scores table yeah. to Mike Green, Mike Green. Yeah. and he goes, welcome to the fraternity. And it's like, uh, where nuts. do I take my dude, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so happy <laughs> you brought that you up. Directly. I'm so happy you brought that up because I, I wanted to specifically bring up the, the Mike Breen interaction. And I was going to ask, like, was that kind of maybe I don't want to say like, I don't want to this may kind of come off weird. But like, is that the most validated that you've felt since you kind of got into this industry? Honestly, yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah, because it wasn't he, you know, he had asked me, you know, hey, how many are you getting to do? And I don't really, I mean, I'd met Mike once before. I'll say this for the NBA fans that are, that are listening, you know, it's, it's same with players. You say, you hope that your favorite player is not a, a dick, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like in real life. Yeah. And then you hope that the guys like a Mike Breen, who in my opinion is at, you know, uh, the top of the mountain when he's like, Hey, so how many are you getting to do and, and how are things going? And Hey, if you need anything, like not just your typical stuff, like he actually stood up and like walked toward me when I was like walking to him. Yeah. And like gave me a couple of minutes, you know, and I'll be honest, aside from you talked about the Miguel Cabrera interview, I've been nervous talking to somebody about twice in the last six months. Cabrera, because I knew everybody was watching. Yeah. My brain. Mm-hmm. So when he says like, welcome to the, you know, welcome to the club. And I'm just like, oh man. Uh, no, that's it's, crazy. Uh, it, it's surreal. Like it's yeah. legitimately, you know, surreal. So that to me, you know, to get back to your point, like getting a chance to do these games, it's the same with, I would tell anybody in this, you know, in this forum here is do people generally like you? You have to like, you have to take an evaluation of that. When you look in the mirror every night, Hey, does my girl like me? Does my, you know, do my friends like me? Do, do I have a girl like me? (laughs) Whatever it is. And then you say, why do they like me? Right. And then you say, cause I'm just being me. So, when you hear that advice and it a lot of times falls on deaf ears, people are like, Hey, just be yourself. You know, you hear that and you're like, right. But how do I separate myself? They're like, if you're yourself, mm-hmm. you can separate yourself. So like, but be true to that. So when your head hits a pillow at night, I don't try to emulate anybody in particular when I do a game, but I do it the best way that I think that I can do it. And so if that resonates with a lot of people, great. And I hope that over time it'll resonate with, you know, everybody, but you know, that may not be the case because George is the no, I think that's a great point. And I've been telling like uh, uh, aspiring journalists the same thing. Um, I was talking to a class at Michigan State the other day and people buy into the the people. Whoa, fucking what? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Don't you no stop stop stop. I'm sorry. What were you? Yeah. <laughs> what were what you did doing I, the other did day? Did I say something? Oh my god, you're disgusting. Keep going no. What are you talking story. about? You, I was talking in a class at Michigan State the other uh, yeah, day. My and old the, professor asked me to speak to her class. It wasn't okay. like I was. Don't okay. the lead, James. <laughs> a, that's that's like every other week. It's oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Stop Keep going. Keep going. I was telling them, and it's it's something like when you listen to music, you buy in to the artist first. And then that makes you go crazy, fanatic, psycho for everything that they do. It's because you bought into the person. We're in a world in media where it's almost the same thing. Like people are buying into your personality, obviously your content, but that's a reflection of your personality. And I think it's important to be yourself. And that's how you get like people to, to buy into what you're selling. So like I was telling them, like, I'm a 30 year old reporter with a tattoo sleeve. Like there's, you know, Johnny, there's nobody really in our field with like, like that. So it's like, but it's just who I am. And I think it allows you to relate to people, just be yourself. And I think the way you said that, I think that's important because if people care about you, they're not only are they going to watch and support you, um, they're going to have your best interest too. So I think that's a great advice and something that I've been preaching as well lately. Can I, uh, Johnny, here's a, a phrase you might be familiar with. Can I come out of left field with a question? Of course. Familiar, <laughs> that expression familiar with your field? Uh, Second deck. <laughs> what are some, I kind of want to, I'm always interested in learning a lot about Johnny Kane, the guy. And you and I have kind of, I think we talked on the phone about this. My, my brother and I are, my brother and I are obsessed with your Instagram and like you're just general <laughs> travels. You're just an insane dude. Like you're incredible. What are some like brands that you're loyal to? Because I think of you as like a guy who like you're going to say like Peloton and like PBR. <laughs> like, what are you going to like? I'm a big like my brother and I big AMC theaters guys. Like, what are you there loyal you to? Uh, big into Home Depot. <laughs> Home Depot dogs? <laughs> hot dogs, too? I dude, I try to I try not to, but I will when I'm if you're hungry. Yeah. I, yeah. Because yeah. I get to a spot where I, I'm around hot dogs all the time. <laughs> this is getting off track, True. but True. I got to, I got to limit the intake because I see them every day at work. It's like, kind of like working the basketball games. You, you could have pizza, yeah. right. Four times a week, no judgment. Yeah. Yep. But so if I'm out doing a home errand day, like today, if I'm rolling to home Depot and eating hot dogs on the off day, now I'm looking at four to five days a week eating <laughs> dogs and then just ain't good for anybody. But <laughs> it's a funny question. I like, uh, I'm pretty brand loyal. Yeah. I'm pretty brand loyal. Nothing I'm only, no, nah, just thinking like, uh, like all my tennis shoes are Nike. Okay. Because underrated is, shoe game, Johnny Kane. You might, you guys only see the suits, but he pulls up, he'll pull up in some Jordans. It's always like an appearance. Even though I eat, like, you know, I nothing against the other ones, but I, I always feel like, uncomfortable if i don't get do people do people ever like like your general interactions with you know if anybody like bumps into you or something like oh my god johnny Kane, does anybody ever try to pitch you like broadcast ideas on like a hey you should say this thing if somebody does this thing you know what i mean um that's a good question Uh, that last question was fucking weird 
<laughs> no, that's listen, not a weird question. I just think it's a funny question. I'm not saying with you. I'm trying to with think you. of yeah, what brands can I name? As I'm wearing, like, like I said, if you said like Peloton, I'd be like, oh, this is a guy who likes to be in shape. You travel all the time. Yeah. I'm like, hey, that would track. Big Delta Airlines guy. I don't know. Yeah, like well, yeah, when it comes to rewards and things like that. Honestly, like no, when I say like brand, like when you talk about like brand loyalty, it really comes down to, it's more like team like loyalty. Like all my gear is either like all pistons you know what i'm saying yeah, sure yeah. sure that, sure that watered down but it's like you know like if i was like to just go work out it's like either a tigers or a pistons shirt yeah sure you know what I'm saying? so it's like you walk around and like you know my girl will be like do you think you're a player <laughs> you're walking around that people are going to confuse you as a player and i'm like well it's happened okay <laughs> It's, uh, so if you're wondering hey, if it's if you're wondering if it's johnny kane that you're seeing is he wearing a tiger shirt because then it's actually it's johnny giveaway. kane yeah it's a yeah. dead giveaway yeah if i'm wearing the team apparel which probably most of the guys whenever they're not at work are never wearing it so that's a dead giveaway that i'm not a player but i like <laughs> to you know pretend i like Dude, to pretend we all hey, real quick one that thing you said earlier i was just thinking this when you talked about how people like you know the individual first and then branch right? Like music, if you said yeah. like an artist. So that's what I think about with you guys. And same with you, Nick. You know, I think about the guys I see every day, obviously on the beat, you know, you, oh, Rod, Lauren. It's like this new age of social media, people get to see you, what you look like, what you sound like, right? right? What your other interests are. And it's like, hey, that dude seems like me, or that dude seems like a guy I would like to hang out with. Yeah. So, And then they think are, we're famous too. So it's like, right. In well, a weird way. That weirds me out. Yeah. Famous is now a word that is like, well, like somebody once said, like, you're kind of like regionally famous. I'm like region, like in my neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're tapped in at so many levels. I mean, you do high school stuff too. So I'd say within the state. Yeah. I'd say you're pr- a pretty generally well-known guy. Do you I mean, so well-known would be, you know, people, people, I would just say people probably recognize. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, I've seen that guy before. More, more of that than anything else. How often do you get rec- recognized at the store? I probably somebody will probably come up to me once once a week if I'm out and about. Yeah, um, maybe once all. every two weeks. It's not. Yeah. All, I was gonna say I figured it'd be more for you because you're on TV. Yeah, you know that's a hard question. It's, I mean, I always, you know, like because I always say, you know, next time I'm in church, you know, please no photos. You know, it's like. <laughs> I just have to let them know. No, I'm joking. It's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wear a hat out a lot of the times too. Yeah. You know, I kind of duck down. But to to uh, to pay off that point, when you when you say, you know, you're authentically who you are and same mm-hmm. with you, Nick, and there's a reason why people gravitate, gravitate toward that type of energy. When, when we have James on to do, let's say, a segment for Pistons Live, he doesn't change his voice or cadence he might put on his best flannel, but at the end of the day, he's still him, right? Like he's not changing necessarily because I'm going to be on quote unquote television. So I try to be the same guy when I do a game. Now I get a little bit more hype because when I get in the moment, you're like an in the moment character. So like you'll get into it a little bit, but it's performance it's, too. Yeah. You have it's, to perform. it's, it's a really hard middle ground. It's, and people don't realize how fucking hard that is to like achieve and, um look obviously you're just you know with stuff that i've done 
um, like not being that like, ah, guy all the time, sometimes it's really hard. And like, you know, separating it is sometimes really, really difficult. So I really, um, I'm very envious of your ability to do that. I think like, even when you brought on the show here, it's like, you know, when you click, somebody's like, okay, three, two, here we go. And now it's like, okay, be at your best, Nick. All right. Take two. Yeah. If you have to, it's like when you're doing live games, there's no take two. like the moment happens. So do you meet the moment or do you not? And sometimes it's like, Hey, what's the best thing I can come up with? And it's, uh, you know, you don't want to just have an, you know, livers delivers, you know, but something is like, you don't want to be too rehearsed on things either. Right. Like, you know, choose your spots, you know what I I mean? But, But meet the moment and do it in a way that like, my thing is this, when you came here, James, it's like I grew up watching Pistons basketball. That's not to like earn the street credit from the fans, but that's yeah, what I grew up. I had Isaiah Thomas on my wall. So going back to like, say, age 10. For people that know you're from Ohio, but North very close Ohio. to the border. Yeah, 100 miles from border, right? Yeah. So there are some people that come into a market, like when I've worked in other places, like when I moved to Kansas City, there were people that were dyed in the wool Chiefs and Royals fans. Well, I came in from out of state. So it's like, who's this guy? Why do I trust him with my teams? That's like, you know, like I'm the conduit from, okay, here's the product, here's the game. And now you're listening at home. I have to do it at an elite level mm-hmm. so that you as a fan who's like, who's this guy? Right. Is he from here? Does he really love my team or is he just doing a job? So yeah. when I get wrapped up in it, like it really isn't artificial. It's not, it's not like f- fake happiness. It's like mm-hmm. you're stoked. And then you hope that your genuine excitement you know resonates with everybody watching home doesn't always happen because some people may not like your style but it's it's like when you go back to musicians if you say hey i like like who's your favorite musician right now uh we could go well just for the sake of this we'll say katie perry okay nick uh it's not she's not really but we're just for the sake of this kind i feel like i could just throw in anybody go drake go drake so here we go Drake and Katy Perry. And somebody's Katie like, Katy hey, Perry man, is a joke, by the way, people. Do you want to go? Do you want to go to the Katy Perry show tonight? And your friend's like, is it free? No. And, you know, it'd be a hundred bucks. You know, like, I mean, I like her, but not that much. Yep. But, she, but she's cool. Yep. Drake. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go pay to see Drake. Right. So in my field, not everybody's going to pay to go watch my show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. and, you, and it's okay to kind of hover in that. Like, yeah, he's all right or he's cool, or I like him a little bit, or like, hey, he's not really my style. Every musician doesn't sell out every show because not everybody likes their brand of music, even though that doesn't mean they're not good. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, yep. that's kind of like, yep. that's the, there's a flavor for everybody. And, you know, what I hope is that, you know, like in doing this job is that it will, it will be attractive to enough people to where it, they don't have to identify me with their team, but it can be like, hey, every time I watch my team, I get excited. Yes. Right? And he doesn't detract from that. You know, if anything, he he might be able to enhance it. Love that. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Um, two things from me, and then I want we'll end it with rapid fire. Nick obviously probably has some questions. Part of the reason you finished doing play by play for the Pistons the last sixteen, uh, Blaha had some health stuff. Hope he's doing well. Yeah. Yes. What What was the best? How all right? I'll have two parter. Best advice he gave you. And and were you guys keeping in communication during that whole thing? I know the answer, but the people don't. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So let me say this. George and I have probably become closer this year than in any of my previous six years here. Um, because when you first come in, you're trying to navigate a little bit. And it's like George is he's the goat, man. So <clears throat> the more that we've had a chance, like we'll eat lunch you know, during the season, almost every game day together, Greg's usually a part of that too. And so we sit and we just talk about life and all that stuff. So he is doing well. He's on the road to recovery, sounds strong, getting his voice back. We look forward to getting him back. Um, A lot of the time when we talk, it's not necessarily about the industry, but he did call me after I did high school finals, state finals um, at the Breslin. Mm -hmm couple weeks back and he was as thorough as I've ever had him be with me about calling the game. And he came in with praise off the top and it was like, Oh, okay. And he's like, now listen, you know, lead with love. <laughs> don't be afraid, you know, don't be afraid uh, to take ownership, you know, of the game. This is your game, right? Own the game. Don't let your voice trail off use it as a tool. Right. I mean, it was like, which may sound like some people's like, well, what do you mean? But it's like, if you're going to hit something like hit it through, mm-hmm. like don't trail off, like, you know, and then there's a pass to the outside and he made the bucket and then you're waiting. <laughs> it's like, what happened? You know, boom, inside, outside the shot. Got it. Whatever it is. It's like, finish the call. Don't trail off. And don't like, if you're not really into what you're saying, then that's when your voice kind of whimpers off or whatever. It's kind of like own it. You know what I mean? Own it. This is your show. Like, yeah. this is your game. Call the game. You know, so. Love that. He did. He and obviously, yeah. Think about man. Like forty six, forty seven years in the chair. Think about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of games. He's seen you know it all, done it all. Seen it all. Yeah. And it's like, hey, we can all get up for was it New Year's Day or whatever? Pistons Spurs. You know, tight game, comeback, force overtime, whatever. Those games are easy to get up for. Right. Now give me Oklahoma City, Detroit, game number 76. <laughs> They're running out of G League roster. We're sitting a bunch of guys too. The yeah. Sunday matinee game. Boom. Right? Yeah. Boom. Now give well, that, me hype for that game because well, I love my team. Give me something. That takes me to where I want to go next. That specific game, I was going to ask you about that. You – all with all due respect to George and and again I don't get to listen to every call because I'm at the games but I don't remember him acknowledging um 
what's happening. They're rebuilding. People throw out the word tank. You were not afraid to mention that in many games toward the end of the season, including the OKC one. It, it, explain your thought process with, with that, because for people that don't know, there is a partnership with Bally and the Pistons, and it's it's not you guys don't work for one another. You guys work together, and it's obviously the best the and the best. Yeah, it's a partnership, and yeah. everybody wants. If the Pistons are are doing well, it's the best for those two parties. But yeah. you also can't disguise what is obvious, which is what was yeah. happening, which you acknowledge. Did you? Is there a conversation you have to have to even mention that on the air? Or is that just like, hey, like it is what it is. I'm going to talk about it. This is what pe- people care about. People know what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I think the point is <clears throat> you have to understand and give credit to, to the audience. Right? right. So if if you gloss over, you know, what's taking place or what's in front or what most people understand is taking place, I don't think you're doing a uh you're doing right by the viewers. Yep. Right. And so if you're a diehard, you know, fan, you understand like what's the big prize at the end. The reason I think the word tank, you know, offends a lot of people because just from the integrity of sounds like not trying. Right, 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 right. And so here's the thing. It's like no player is ever going to go out and be like, you know what? Missing this shot. You know what I mean, or like, hey, so like, we can draft this guy to take my job. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right. So you know, there's a lot of layers to you know when you're when you're efforting trying to get you know another valuable piece, and you you know you need to have the the right record to put yourself in the in the right percentile to land another Cade Cunningham impact player. Okay, so you're going to give opportunities. Other guys get minutes, right? There's going to be developments going to be at the forefront of winning. Like that to me is like the easiest way to put it. It's like you can develop by, you know, you can develop by playing guys in situations that typically maybe if it was game seven and the championships on the line, they might not get that opportunity. Right. So what does it look like? That's how you can still be competitive right in these games and still maintain the integrity of competition in sport. So, you know, for us to address the fact that, you know, winning isn't necessarily the end objective at the end of the day, if I feel like player A, you know, uh, advanced, all, yeah, yeah. You know, player B got an opportunity to get in valuable minutes and we got to see what he looks like to take an extended look because we're going to have some decisions to make who's going to be a part of this going into next year. Like we had a lot of, you know, I won't say a lot, but we had, you know, a handful of 10 day guys and, and two way guys where it's like, well, what does it look like when they're on the floor for extended minutes? Does he fit? So those situations, it's more or less kind of explaining why maybe some guys are getting run when exactly. other guys aren't right. And right. understanding that at the end of the day, if we win this game, yeah, it feels good in the moment, but for the big prize, it may not be, you know, the best thing to do. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, Best Bally Sports uh, road hang. Mm. Like individual? Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see who you pick. Well, what's tough now, guys, is the fact that, you know, like our road dogs yeah. are no longer on the road because we yeah. scaled back. Yeah. So now that's a tough one. I mean, I'm, this is not the answer you want, but I just like hang by myself now, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, at night, you know, at night. 
no, we used to when we would go out with our guys, like you know, we'd have AD, Kelmer, White Steve. Uh, yep, yeah, that's Kelm. Yep, yep. Rod. <laughs> yep. Like we had some, like we had some hangs, you know. Paulie Kent, you know, Paulie, I mean? Mikey Lodino, Mikey. This, Shout out to Mikey. Mikey's always listening. Shout out to yeah. Mikey. Yeah. So we had some. I mean, when the when the whole crew used to travel, it's like anything, man. Like imagine you and your friends are covering games every day and working yeah. hard. Like these guys are really good at what they do, like at the top. And then to the end of the night, it's like, let's go talk about it. Yeah. You know, some people, when they have to travel for work and they're staying at the, you know, whatever the roadway in and it's like, you know, they're in Florence, Kentucky and they don't like their coworkers. They're like, man, I wish I want to be home. When we were on the road, it's like with my guys. Yeah. With my team. Where are you guys at? I uh, just landed. Yeah. I'll be there in 25. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's... and the crossover between TV and print like that to me in this in in the NBA. I can't speak for the Red Wings, to be honest, but I can speak for like baseball. And I love all those guys beat writers with the Tigers. I really do. Like we all have a great relationship. but We don't hang. Right. We don't hang out outside of work typically. So in the NBA, the fact that that we hang. Yeah. Uh, TV and the writers like together, broadcasting writers, broadcast and print hanging together. Also one big pot of gumbo. Dude, it is. It's so fun. And I wish there, I wish we could get into stories here. Cause that's like, well, if people, if people really want to laugh, like we got the right guy on here for some, for some road stories, but well, okay. So what I was going to say is we'll I save have, that for the book. I have one <laughs> more, like I have one more like personal question. Yeah. I just wanted to ask you. And then I was going to end it with like a, uh, we always do story time with James. I was going to say, maybe we could do story time with Johnny and that could right, be our, our send off. You want to do it? Okay, so cool. Yeah. So we'll start with the question that I had, Johnny, will you indulge me for just a second? A uh, little inside baseball behind the scenes question. Okay. How the sausage is made. If you will, you do your, um, I mean, I guess it's different with basketball. Cause it's not like you do. I mean, your, your meetings are different. I'm thinking of football, how it's like every Sunday and you just have days, days leading up to it, but going into games, like with your prep work, how much time do you spend on, Hey, if this is a blowout, we need something to talk about. Yeah. So let's say I pitch, I would say, <clears throat> tell them what pitch. time your day starts on a game day. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you, I don't think yeah. people know. I don't think people know that there are calls early yeah. in the morning so leading any, up yeah, to the night yeah so we'll do a call at typically it'll be 10 a.m sometimes we'll bump it to nine if it's the first game of a series because we're producing games now differently than we ever did before so every day no matter what except for today because we got in at three in the morning every day i'll get up at seven and i'll start preparing i would say from like beginning at 7 30 until our conference call at 10 o'clock 10 o'clock we have a full conference call producer director I'd say producers, producers <laughs> director, Shout out to Diz. graphics, uh, you know, associate producers, everything. I mean, everything you could imagine, right? Pre-game analysts, post-game, post, play-by-play, everybody's in on it. And so we all share ideas, which honestly, we didn't always do that. Like back when I first started, but as of about, say, five years ago is when we started. And now it's like a well-oiled machine because it's like, wait, did you hear what Nick said? It's like, let me jot that down. And AD is like the unlimited stat master of anything. Like he can give you numbers. Yes. And he could hijack the call if he wanted to. Like yeah. we could just lead with AD and he'd be like, did you know? That? <laughs> and it's like, holy cow. But he'll just pick his spots and give us a couple of things. Then he prints us out 
uh, a stat sheet every day. Honestly, that like, he's one of the most valuable uh, parts of our, what we do. We love you, AD. Yeah, absolutely. Good follow on Twitter too. Yes, he is. Austin Drake, father of two. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we'll start at 10. So when I, when I come up with my storyline ideas, I'll give those to our producers and then uh, our play-by-play. And I would say in a typical, like on a baseball game, you'll want to go anywhere from like five to eight, like story ideas, understanding that they're probably not going to come to you once every inning. But if you do get a game, get, get sideways or there's multiple pitching changes, it's like, where can we go now? So we always have, it's like anything, you know, you, you don't use 80% of the stuff you prepare for. We were almost going to interview Mary Hart and Burt Sugarman behind the uh, on-deck circle at the Dodger game because they were friends with Kurt Gibson. So it's like, Gibby said, so it's like, yeah. you know, we had that in our hip pocket. We have a little league coach we're going to talk to. We got another guy who's there with his son. You know, we have uh, Derek Hill's dad's in the crowd. So we have stuff, but there's so much that goes into the telecast. You could clutter every game if you wanted. Like you could clutter it up. And then we got this and out of town this and boom this. Yeah. Did you hear about this? And then all of a sudden it's like, what was that? Or do you let the game try to breathe and not jam everything in? That's the beauty of baseball is kind of like, let me hear just like a bird chirp every once in a while <laughs> and not be fed and brought to you by <laughs> So if three it, tigers hit a home run, go to your local Arby's tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's like, we got to pay bills and all that stuff, but you know, you want to yeah. do it in a way where you still maintain like, Hey man, we're watching baseball. Somebody said the other day, just real quick. <clears throat> I was actually talking with my producer on the way home last night. What I try to bring in a, a baseball broadcast uh, is a little bit of levity because it is a game that has a chance to breathe. So if, if baseball goes North of three hours, routinely that's a lot of time right so most people are kind of watching it in passing it's not like the nba you're kind of locked in there's obviously a time limit you know when it's getting good and if you may step into the kitchen for something baseball's on you may be preparing for your next podcast you may be strumming on the guitar you may be reading a book you may be whatever and it's like it's on in the background it's comforting right so what i try to bring in baseball is like yesterday i brought dodger dogs up to the booth and some guy, you know, responded like, call the game in all caps. And it's like, <laughs> it was a 90 second bit, you know, yeah, yeah. Jim Leland once told me even in the past, like, you know, Jim Leland goes, I don't care how many hot dogs you can eat, you know? And I'm like, I get it, Jim. I, you know, I, I get it. But what we're trying to do is understand that this, it's a, it's a very vast audience of Tigers fans. And I don't want to be some shtick or gimmicky guy where they're just like, Oh, what's Johnny doing next? You know, yeah. he's crowd surfing. All right. It's like, I want to bring some, at least a little bit of entertainment value as much as I can, but I'm also scoring the game. Right. And I, and I'll bring you the injury updates and all that other stuff. It's like, again, trying to find that sweet spot of, would this be a, a, a moment that some people may enjoy? Can we, uh, can we, showcase interesting fans like the guys that just completed their ballpark tour it yep. took him 17 years to do a kid was two when he started now he's 19 and, and cory nikoloff too who you interviewed earlier exactly. this year Corey too Nicoloff. yeah yep. and yep. that was spawned on from uh from what james uh the story james had yep. done so anyway all those things there are interesting stories to be told baseball lends itself to that more than it does basketball because basketball is so back and forth back and forth back and forth we could burn a pitch or two during a baseball game and most people most people don't get too upset except for the call the game yeah give me my game back and it's like we'll, we'll get right back to it after i eat this dodger 
<laughs> All right. We're going to do rapid fire, but I have one more question. I told you we get you out of here in 30 minutes. Sorry. What was your favorite Pistons game you called this year? And why was it Sadiq's 51 game? <laughs> I already know that's the answer. I'm sure. No, I love those questions. I love questions like that. It's like, you know, if there was anybody living or dead, you could, you know, have dinner with, who would it be? And why would it be me? And yeah, why yeah, would it be? Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Honestly, so the Sadiq 50 game was legit. But if, if, if I'm being honest, my favorite game to call was the Spurs game. The game That's the game. He hit the game winner in the corner, right? The, 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 the yeah, nutmeg yeah. on Jakob Pertle in, in Keldon oh. Johnson's face. Yeah. Yeah. Derek yeah. Walton Jr., nutmegs Pertle, yep. and Sadiq hit it, which that wasn't the final play, but it was the, the go-ahead shot. Yeah, yeah. And his because, whole, I knew it was going in the whole time. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> no shot. Yeah. Stop like, it. You're the only one. That was like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Just because that game, it was literally like Bryn Forbes, your boy. Yep. I mean, it was like big shot after big shot. You know, that was what a mean? fun game. And it was, I think it was New Year's Day. If I'm not mistaken. That was the Day. um, the Motor City Pistons game. Correct. Where, where all the G League guys and Sadiq and Hami played. That's why it was such a cool game. Yes. Yeah. That's why it was such a cool game because it was like you got new guys out there. We're not supposed to beat the Spurs. They're the Spurs. Not that the Spurs are what they were, you know. Uh, still but, playing. Well, they're good yeah. this year. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, that was before I got into that stretch of games that I was supposed to do. Right. You know? uh, but that was that was probably the most fun, just because everybody loves a game that comes down to the wire like that, and it's like, who did what? Yeah. You know what I mean? And the pass by Walt D. Walt was fabulous. I forgot he made that pass. All right, rapid fire. Nick, pop in with questions. We'll make it quick. We'll only do two or three minutes. Johnny, favorite post game interview you've done. And, each, uh, and these are all piston centric. Sorry. Derek Rose, born to do this. Oh yeah. See, when you when you were asking the Blake Griffin question earlier, I was like, do we want to throw the Derek Rose one? I forgot in there about instead? that. Yeah. Excuse my excuse my excuse well, my that was right before Mexico City. It happened in uh, New Orleans, right? Yeah, yes, it was New before Orleans. The, and then and then that, so that was like the next night that Andre had an avocado. It must have been. <laughs> yeah. And yep. then he had the allergic reaction to that. Yeah. Yes. Um do you have one day. I asked you, I asked you earlier, if people pitch you uh, phrases, I'm going to give you one. Can I give you one? Uh, and you can, you can chew on it. Yes. Okay. So uh, it's Seku on Tristan Thompson part two. Okay. It's some, somebody throws down something crazy, like the Cade on Jalen Smith. It's a crazy poster. They showed a double feature on that flight. What do you think about that one? <laughs> yeah. I'm jotting it down. Yes. Yes. I can picture great. I can picture you and the Hornets guy saying it. Yeah. Uh, Eric Collins, EC. So it's That's not easy. a question. It's just a yeah. it's just a suggestion. Like yeah. Most get, most most embarrassed you've been asking a question. Oh. And we in for uh preface, we are most of the time especially since Johnny's been here, definitely since I've been here, the team has not done a lot of winning. So the, the, the post-game moods are not always yeah, the greatest. So people tend to snap on all of us at times. Yeah. Like Dwayne this year had one clap back where he's like, you know, I didn't think that was a very good question. It's like, okay. Yeah. He was, Which I understand. Cause it's like, you uh-huh. know, but then no, he apologized. Dwayne's yeah. I have zero problem. Like do come ask me a question after, you know, I shoot, you know, 50 on the front nine it's like johnny you're my boy and i'm like i'm yeah. not talking about it you know like, i thought you cooled off i haven't he so, was genuinely uh, yeah. sad he snapped at you though that was like, like a very 
that was a very was that was a very like human moment that I wish people I got to like, see. And the question was just the question was, you know, what's like very open ended, which is what we're talking about. You wanted him to tell you why they lost or said, whatever something what's like the that. What's the mood in the lock? What's the mood in the locker room right now? What do you think it is, John? You think they're happy? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't think that's a very good question. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> dude, all love. But one time when I had asked uh, Stan Van Gundy, who Stan was at opening day, I got a chance to talk with him. Now he's on the media side, which is cool. Stan was always locked in, as you know. Like Stan yeah. was like, you know, he had that little, you know, that tick, and he was just like always staring through me. Yeah. We get boat raced in, in Utah a couple of years back. And I said, Stan, where did the game turn? Were you watching? Yes. Third quarter. <laughs> Thank you, Stan. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't like embarrassed, but it's just kind of like saying, you know, I have to ask you like where it turned, why? Like, yeah. how did it happen? Why did it happen? So it's like third quarter. Why the third? They scored more than yeah. we did. Okay. Yeah. So once they're not playing along, it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, they're it happens. Yeah. It happens to all of us. Favorite interview uh, or E. Favorite person, like, on a, like, like consistently, like, I know I'm going to get a good quote from this person. Or oh. he makes me laugh. Yeah. When he was here, Ish Smith. See? People, I try I to tell you. Cold. I swear, I, 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 there has to be like a, 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 an embargo or something. on Because anybody you ask any question about like the last decade of Pistons, anything, people will always be like, it, the answer is Ish Smith. Whatever the question <laughs> is, the answer is always Ish Smith. Anybody that we ask anything, it's insane. If you ask George Blah his favorite uh, beat the number pick, you'd say, I like Ish. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ish, is, Ish has like, he has so much currency. Yeah. You know, like everywhere he's been. And it's like, it's crazy. He's bounced to so many places. Like we saw him in DC, remember this year? Yep. And it's like, there he is. A guy smiling again, like, man, what's up, man? Like, never had a bad day. I love never. it. Never. Never. Love it. All right, let's end there. We have right. Johnny long enough. John, do you have, uh, you want to do story time with Johnny? Um, I feel like you you gave us a lot of stories. I feel like in the last, I was going like, to say if there's minutes. I mean, if there's a um, a night out escapade involving the crew that you want to share that comes to mind, yeah. uh, that doesn't get yeah, us in trouble. Remember the time we were going to a um, establishment in Houston, and I was wearing sweatpants, and I had to go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that it's like a don't Wednesday sweat, night, and they had to be dressed in Don't wear sweats after dark. That's the rule. Uh, uh, all right, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll save that for uh, for the pod, Johnny. Thank you for taking time on your off day. I appreciate you guys a lot, man. Keep no. doing what you're doing. I'm proud of both you guys. Same here, brother. No, Thank uh, you, Johnny. And just a reminder to everybody: next week will be the uh, so Troy. I'm sure has he made it to this part of the, if you've made it if you made it this far in the podcast Troy next week we'll be breaking down what your tenure has been like so it's gonna be really exciting uh, and everybody can look forward to that I actually have a lot of really nice things to say I was like doing it the whole thing in my head I have a lot of really nice things to say uh, thank you very much Johnny ladies and gentlemen if you made it this far thank you very very much for listening if you listen to this on Apple podcast be sure to rate five stars leave a review subscribe if you're feeling generous you can even leave five stars if you're on Spotify we will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.